What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined today with David Drogemeyer and John Kegley. We are three writers for San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and have been covering the Chargers for three years and doing another show called Chargers Domination Live, which is how we got started covering the team, but we've all been following them pretty much our whole life. So this is a podcast version of our live show that we did last night. So we're going to get into the injury report for this week, some notable names on there and some notable names not on there. And then we're also going to get into the matchups. We have the key matchups for this game in the second segment. Then we're going to wrap things up with the predictions for the game and our bold predictions. All right, David, so let's take it away and get into this injury report. We have to, of course, break down the injury report, make sure you got, you know, who is in, who's out uh, for both squads. So on the Chargers side of the injury report, uh, Travis Benjamin was a limited participant. Obviously, Bosa didn't practice. They're saying he's still on track to come back after the bye. I haven't heard anything different from that, so hopefully that continues to stay that way. Obviously, the Chargers miss him and uh, really uh, hope to get him back. Jutavis Brown is a limited participant, so that's a good development, uh, You know, having him not practice last week with the groin injury. Right. Roger Green, limited participant. Mike Pouncey, suffering from a knee, limited participant. Damian Square, Caleb Sturgis, all limited participants. Kaiser White, still recovering from the surgery, did not practice. So it's not really looking too good that we're going to see him on Sunday, but a couple other guys, uh, some good developments, uh, you know, on the injury report there, Daniel. Yeah, it is good to see, you know, a guy like Jatavis Brown get back on the practice field and just be able to practice, even if it's only in a limited capacity. But at the same time, when you see a guy like Mike Pouncey on there, it's hard to say how injured he really is. But, I mean, there's a lot of important guys on there. I don't think, really, I mean, there's nothing on there that's super scary. Obviously, Russell Okun played last week. So, you're not really that afraid of that. Like, it's nice to see him. Pretty sure that he's going to play again this week. So, having your starting left tackle is obviously number one on the list. And your starting center, those are your two best offensive linemen right now. So, those guys you definitely have to get back. And then Travis Benjamin. I don't know how they can try to rush him back, guys, because we literally saw him on the field for one play after they said, okay, hey, he's ready to come back. He gets ripped down on the sideline and is out another few weeks. So I think they're definitely, John, going to side on the on the side of caution more than rushing Travis Benjamin back, especially when it doesn't really seem like they need him right now. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, they don't need him right now. Tyrell Williams, John has been playing very adequately, and we all thought that if he was going to play well, that Travis's role in this team is just going to dwindle until it disappears. Well, and you also got to realize that this team looks a lot more like an aggressive approaching team. When they come out there, they're grabbing that ball in their head and full steam forward, whether it's Keenan catching a ball and going forward, Tyrell grabbing balls from other people's hands. He's finally being aggressive and going for the catch. Even Mike Williams, even though he hasn't had many catches lately, when he does get the ball thrown his way, he's aggressive towards it. Travis Benjamin, when he plays, it's like watching Mike McCoy as a wide receiver. He catches it and tries not to get hit, and we can't be losing that momentum, if you will. And so, honestly, if if I'm the Chargers, 
even when Travis Benjamin comes back, I'm limiting limiting him. And we even have a new return guy in Desmond King who goes straight forward and doesn't try to go to the sideline too. So honestly, I don't even see a reason for Travis to even play much this year unless there's an injury or for maybe rest. Are you guys surprised that Joe Barksdale doesn't show up on this list? Yeah, I am surprised, but that's a good development. I mean, or is it? I mean, Sam Tevy's, you know, not that great in the passing pass protection game, but he is pretty, uh, pretty darn good run blocker. He's a, he definitely is an athletic tackle. Yeah, he is. I'm just surprised that we haven't seen Joe Barksdale at all. And for some reason this week, he just doesn't show up on the injury report. I mean, if Joey Bosa is showing up as it did not practice, why isn't Joe Barksdale on that list? You know, apparently coming back from something that's kept him out five weeks. Weeks, yeah. Yeah, five weeks. Multiple weeks. weeks. Yeah, that's a lot of weeks. But, yeah, so that part's a little confusing. Um, But, I mean, yeah, definitely some positive positive things on here. I I think we know who's not going to play right now. And I think there's yeah. a couple guys that are in the in the air. I think we know Joey Bose is not going to play. Obviously, we know that. We know yeah. that Kazir White's probably not going to play. So, I mean, right now, you pretty much know who's not coming in at this point. But Damian Square was huge last week. He didn't seem like he thought he wasn't going to play, so I trust him on that. Yeah, no, yeah, he played really well. They're, they're, they're trying him at the end, and, you know, he's really been – Pretty productive at that position. So yeah. let's go ahead and get into the Titans injury report here. Uh, Will Compton, a linebacker, had a hamstring injury. He did not practice. Uh, Benny Logan, a D-tackle, had an elbow injury, but he was a full participant. Derek Morgan, linebacker, shoulder, did not participate. Quentin Spain, a guard, has a shoulder injury as well. He did not participate. And then you got Kenny Vaccaro, Wesley Woodyard, the safety, and inside linebacker respectively uh, with an elbow and shoulder injury, and they're both limited participants. So not – I mean, the Quentin Spain probably is the biggest name because that's their, one of their starting guards. But, uh, you know, Wesley Woodyard as well, you know, that's a guy that they've really been missing, one of their really good coverage linebacker, just a, one of their do-it-all type of guys. Uh, you know, so I'm sure they're they're probably happy that he's – out there participating because they sorely miss them. Yeah, and Quentin Spain is one of the the highest-rated offensive linemen on their team right now, according to Pro Football Focus. But, guys, it's kind of odd because we know they need these offensive linemen because they obviously gave up 11 sacks last week. 11! That's one away from the NFL record. We'll get more into that. But they don't seem like they're in any position to not have any starting, you know, good offensive linemen, not on the field in London. But um, I I think, yeah, I think we're probably dealing with a little bit more injuries. But if some of those guys, especially near the bottom of that list, with Kenny Vaccaro and Wesley Woodyard and Quentin Spain can't play, I mean, those are huge absences for these guys. And it doesn't even talk about Marcus Mariota who, I mean, can't feel part of his hand, or, you know? It's like, yeah. Yes, I mean, I don't know if his issues are more mental or physical, but he's definitely not 100%. Uh, it's not 100% mental because there are some physical limitations too. Yeah, John and I uh, did the crossover episode for Locked On Chargers and had the 
locked on one of the locked on Titans hosts, and they told us that Marcus Mariota has some nerve damage in his hand, and that is really kind of affecting the way he has been able to play, and you can really see it in the stats. Uh, so we'll go ahead and transition to previewing this game, Daniel. And but David, first before we get into these matchups, it's time to talk about matching you up with the perfect seats to the game, and you can do that with Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on the Chargers. With Vivid Seats, you can attend a concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving us a special promo code for listening to the Locked On Chargers. You can use the promo code Locked on to get $20 off your first purchase of $200 or more. So if you're getting tickets, make sure to go to Vivid Seats and put in the promo code Locked on to get $20 off your order. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games in the hottest theater and more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. I have a question for you. When's the last time you had a really memorable trip to a movie? I'm not talking about if the movie was good or not. I'm talking about the theater itself and actually having a great experience at a movie theater. I don't remember the last time I have, guys, but I'm here to change that for you because Rooftop Cinema Club has landed on a rooftop near you. Come and watch the latest releases and cult classics under the beautiful sky. Movies by moonlight, breathtaking views, delicious cocktails and food, we are putting the celebration back into cinema. Drinks and food, I am so there. All you have to do is visit RooftopCinema.com for a full list of films and showtimes. They have screenings all over the place, guys. They have some in Hollywood, downtown LA, San Diego, Houston, and New York on sale now at RooftopCinemaClub.com. And the best part is, guys, they gave us a special offer to give to you if you live in LA or San Diego and want to go to Rooftop Cinema, all you have to do when you buy your tickets is use the promo code LOCKEDON10 to save 10% off your tickets. You have food, guys, endless popcorn, cool drink specials. It's really awesome, and you get to save 10% off with the promo code LOCKEDON10. Change your movie-watching experience, guys. You'll never want to go to the movie theater again. The offensive stats for the Titans are just about as ugly as it gets. Yeah, the Titans offense, I mean, the numbers do back it up. And if you have watched the Titans game, uh, watched, you know, I think it was like a 9-6 to game against the Jaguars and a couple other really ugly games, I mean, that would tell you plenty. But they just can't – they don't do anything well, guys. They, they're, they only score 14.5 points a game. They're 30th in yards per game with 262.7 yards. They only get 164.2 passing yards per game. And rushing, you know, where Mike Vrabel wants to be, smash mouth, big offensive lineman, in your face, win the line of scrimmage. They're 22nd in the league in rushing. They don't even get 100 rushing yards on average per game. And it's weird, guys, because there are some skilled players I mean, Marcus Mariota, when he's on, that shootout we had a couple years ago, John, Marcus Mariota was not bad in that game. He, he was right there with the Chargers. 
But, I, I mean, they have Derrick Henry. They have the first-round pick, Corey Davis, who went right around where Mike Williams went and was considered the, around the same level of wide receiver that Mike Williams was on that offense. They have a good offensive line. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, guys, but they are not a good offense. They are sluggish. They don't seem to have any sort of rhythm or identity, for that matter. They're full of injuries. I mean, let me just explain this one to you. They're probably their best receiver, in my opinion. Delaney Walker is done for the year. That's, that's just, a big that's, one for sure. That right yeah. there alone is big. And then offensive line is injured. Mariota is hurting. Last year, they had DeMarco Murray to go with Derrick Henry. Now it's Derrick Henry with Deion Lewis. And as I said on the crossover podcast, guys that were with the Patriots are really good with the Patriots because they're, they have a game plan built to fit them. But when they go somewhere else, they, no one has that game plan, and they struggle, as Deion Lewis would. So like, it's a bunch of big names that are either injured or don't fit this system at all. And Deion Lewis is not a smash-mouth guy. As you mentioned, this is a smash-mouth type team, and they're full of speed. Delaney Walker was the glue for this offense. He's the guy that picked up first downs. He was the guy that was a good red zone threat in this, that, and the other. I mean, he was, I mean, great for the 49ers and has been even better for the Titans. He's been there, even though he is a tight end, he's been their best receiver, as John yeah. said. And, and, I mean, it really hurts. I mean, the Chargers know that, too. They just have enough weapons to kind of overcome the Hunter Henry. Yeah, no question. So my question to you, Daniel, is, with all of that being said about the Titans' offense, what do you think their game plan is going to be against the Chargers' defense on Sunday in London? Well, it's hard. I think that their game plan really is going to be to keep the Chargers off the field and keep that offense away because even though this defense acts up pretty good on paper, I know you guys talked with the Titans, the locked-on Titans host. He did not seem very confident in said defense, especially Malcolm Butler who is supposed to be, you know, John said, another Patriot getting outside of the Patriots, uh, hasn't been good. And he said he basically has been burned repeatedly. So yeah, they, I they, think they that, gave him a lot of money. They gave him $60 million yeah. and, and the Titans host said that they are not happy. No, and they, and they shouldn't be happy. I mean, they, they don't have a lot to, to go on. I mean, after that, they signed him to, to go with Kevin Byard in that defensive backfield to really solidify things on the back end. And to their credit, that defense, I mean, they, they've been good. But, I mean, right now, though, speaking of the offense, they're just, like I said, they don't have an identity. They don't do anything well. Like, I mean, I think for if you're the Titans, you have to hope that you just can run the ball all over the Chargers. I think that has to be your hope. I don't see how you could think, oh, hey, let's use Marcus Mariota and beat them through the air and let him get sacked. I mean, he just got sacked 11 times. So it's hard to say that you're going to build your offensive game plan around the weakest part of the offense last week, where guess what? You <laughs> tried to throw it around last week. You got beat 21 to zero and you got sacked 11 times. So I think it, it starts with in Derrick Henry in the backfield. They're going to get extra tackles on the field. They're going to have a lot of big bodies up there. And they're going to try to keep the time of possession to keep this, you know, wild Chargers offense off of the field. And I, I think that's what they have to do. I think that's the only chance they have is to really limit the amount of possessions in this game. Yeah, no, I think you're probably right there. 
Uh, and so, yeah, the, the numbers on the offensive side definitely don't look that great. But on the defensive side, they are pretty pretty decent. The Titans' defense has been the bright spot of their team. I think it's kind of a, a little bit fraudulent, but, I mean, I think they are a good defense. They only give up 17.8 points per game. They only give up 337.8 yards, which is eighth in the league, 214 passing yards, which is fifth in the league and pretty good. But they do give up 123.2 yards per game on the ground, David. And I think that's something the Chargers are going to love to hear after putting up 240-plus yards in the last game, going up a team against a team that's you know near the bottom of the league in that aspect. I think – you have to be salivating if you're the Chargers offense and if you're Ken Wisenhunt thinking of all the ways that you're going to run the ball because it's not even just the running backs. You can anticipate more of the wide receivers getting the ball in this game, especially against a suspect run defense. Yeah, John, I think the Chargers really got creative with the run game, as Daniel mentioned, using different guys, but also using different types of runs. You saw some more pitches. You saw – some more, uh, you know, plays getting, you know, players in space. And I think it played a lot of dividends. I think Ken Wisenhunt is really getting into rhythm in the run game, and that spells for a very bad matchup for the Titans' defense. We hadn't really used that jet sweep much this year, so it was kind of out of nowhere, if you will, for the Browns' defense, whereas the Titans, they kind of have that on film and can expect it to happen. But I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they had something else up their sleeve, like maybe they try that jet sweep and then it turns into a reverse. I mean, I would like to hope that this time when they do a trick play, it's not Phillip Rivers trying to catch a ball and then having to dive for it on what's supposed to be like a jet sweep flea flicker. <laughs> that was just yeah, absolutely ugly. But <laughs> but with, all, with this Titans team, you have to run that ball. You literally – have to run it down their throat, and you got to find a bunch of different ways to do it because as, as bad as their run defense is, it's it's not hard to predict where the ball is going to go, and we know what Melvin Gordon does. He, in the, except for the last game, he tends to hesitate and not really go forward, but last game he did. But you, you can't really tell what Melvin Gordon is going to do, so you got to mix it up a little bit, try to get some type of a creative run play, which was great last game and needs to happen this game. Yeah, and real quick, guys, I think a big part of what the Chargers have to hope for is we were talking about the injury report and Kenny Vaccaro and what he's going to mean to them if he makes on the field. Just to give you a little perspective on that, Kenny Vaccaro on Pro Football Focus ranks as a 72-grade safety, which is very good, good for top 40 in the league and well above average by that scale. His replacement, Kendrick Lewis, is a 50.8 and below average and ranks not even in the top 100 in safeties in the league. So that means there's third-string safeties out there that are much better than him. So I think that's a huge, you know, note for this game. If he can play, their defensive secondary looks a lot different when you have Kenny Vaccaro back there. And and Wesley Woodyard, too. He's their biggest-named linebacker, and he's also their best linebacker. He has a 67.4 grade. First-round pick, Rashawn Evans, who some people had the Chargers slotted to with the 17th pick before Derwin James fell into their lap, is ranked as one of the worst linebackers in the league so far. 
ranked 112th in the league with a 41 grade. He's almost Dan Feeney territory on that, guys. He has been bad so far this year. So those are a couple huge injuries. That And the other guy that just you always have to keep an eye on, David, that you were talking about before is the sack leader, Jarrell Casey. He's good. I mean, shouldn't say good. He's great in run defense. He ranks out as a 91.4 run defender, which Jesus. is just stupid. I mean, think about this. Austin Eckler has the highest ranked running back in the league with a 90.3 grade. And here's Jarrell Casey with a 90.2. I mean, this guy is a freak talent. He's a pro bowler. And he's the main force. If you can neutralize him, you have a much better chance against this Titans defensive line and moving him around. But guess what? You just got to go up against a premier edge defender last week in Miles Garrett, and you did a pretty good job of that and neutralizing Miles Garrett, who's been a freak most of this year. So they have their work cut out for them. But those guys right there, guys, are, are the main guys. Obviously, Kevin Byard led the league in interceptions last year, was second and first among safeties. So he's a guy you have to look out for too. But he looks a lot more easily beaten when that other guy, Kenny Vaccaro, formerly of the Saints, isn't on the field. Yeah, no question about it. So I think that's a, you guys did a great job of going over the Titans uh, and telling everybody what to expect. Uh, so the, the next segment uh, obviously is a star word of ours, and that is some bold predictions, predictions, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap things on up for this show. So. I know we got to wrap this show up, but I need to first talk to you guys about where you get your clothes from. I like to wear nice clothes as much as the next guy does, but it's hard to keep up with how much these new brand name clothes are costing. And sometimes it just doesn't seem like it's worth it. But I have a place where you guys can get cheap, affordable brand name clothes that you can feel good about wearing and aren't going to break the bank. And that's Swap.com. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds at Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find whatever you need. And you can feel good about it, guys, because over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment. And I know you're thinking secondhand clothes. I don't want to buy anything that somebody's already worn, but the best part is they are all quality hand-inspected items, and they are added to daily with brands like Nike, Carter's, J. Crew, and Gap, Lululemon as well. So there's a ton of brand name stuff on there, guys. Go find some bargains today, and I have an even bigger bargain for you because since you listen to this podcast, we have a special promo code locked on that's going to get you 35% off select items for your first order. That's locked on to get 35% off on clothes that are already about 90% off their retail value. So get over there, guys. Stop paying full price for clothes to look good when you can be saving money right now. Speaking of a great deal, I have a great deal for you guys on some sunglasses. I just got my first pair of Shady Ray sunglasses, and they've already climbed to the top of my sunglass rankings. They look awesome, and the best part is they were only 45 bucks. They look like the last $200 pair that I had, but they were very affordable, like 45 bucks. And they look super clear. They look super nice. They have super good designs, wood design frames to aviators to high-end acetate models. It's a great company. Shady Rays provides 11 meals to fight hunger in America 
with every order and has already donated over 1.8 million meals so far. And guess what? If you lose or break your sunglasses, Shady Rays will replace them for you. And now you can have two pairs of sunglasses for the price of one with our special promo code locked on. When you use the promo code locked on at shadyrays.com, you get buy one and get one. That's two pairs for around 45 bucks. And if, if they're broken or lost, just get them replaced. It's that easy. You don't have to ever leave your sunglasses in the car again. Go to Shady Rays right now, guys, and grab yourself a couple pairs. I think the Chargers are set up to do some great things in this game. So let's go ahead and have some fun with these bowl predictions. In London, going for their fourth straight win in a row. Uh, Daniel, offensive bowl prediction, what are you thinking? All right, well, I'm going back-to-back with Keenan Allen, guys. I think Keenan Allen is fed up with these other guys getting attention and these other guys getting into the end zone. I think he gets on track with at least eight catches, at least 120 receiving yards, and at least one touchdown. I know I went with him last week, but I'm feeling good about Keenan Allen. He's too good of a receiver, and he's getting disrespected right now as a receiver. And you can see that all these other teams keying in on him are failing to stop the rest of the Chargers offense. So I think teams are not going to be able to keep putting so much attention on Keenan Allen because, hey, they have to deal with Austin Eckler, Terrell Williams, Melvin Gordon, you name it. They have a lot of other guys to deal with. So I'm looking for the Slayer to get back on track this week with a big game. Yeah, I know for how prolific of a receiver that that Keenan Allen is, it seems like he doesn't get into the end zone very much. And that's something that I really would love to see change because I think the more he gets in the end zone, the more that confidence and swagger comes out. And when that guy is, you know, feeling feeling good, he can really dominate a game. So that would be something I'd really like to see. I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon on this one. And my favorite game he ever did was against the Titans. I love that game. We had 196 yards. I think he surpasses that this game and goes for 250. Oh my goodness! Jesus Christ! Oh wow! That is that that's a statement right there. Uh, but hey, it can be done as long as you don't run at Jarrell Casey and that ninety point three uh, run stopping grade. But yeah, that would be a hell of a game. That would be a career defining game for Melvin Gordon. But uh, I mean, hey, he has the Titans number, so uh, maybe well, it's possible. We we the last see. time the last time the Chargers were in London. Guess what that was? Well, Damian Tomlinson's last 100-yard game as a Charger. So if, if LT wow. in one of his worst years can get 100 yards in London, I expect Melvin Gordon in one of his best years to get 250. All right. I love it. I love it. I, I, I can't say that I don't. Uh, so for me, uh, my offensive bowl prediction is I think the old man's going to get involved in this one. I, I think uh, – Antonio Gates is going to grab a couple of touchdown passes in this game. Uh, I think you know they're you know they're really going to try to s- stop the Chargers receivers. Uh, they're not going to be able to, but I think they're going to focus on that, and that's going to leave the old man uh, av- available and open in the red zone. And I think Philip Rivers is going to find him a couple of times. So Antonio Gates with two touchdowns. Antonio Gates. I mean, how many touchdowns does that guy have? I had just crazy amounts, and I mean, we already saw him get wide open. Or... Yeah, I, I think we saw him get wide open 
for the his only touchdown so far this year. But I, I could see a, a, a broken play touchdown and maybe one contested touchdown, you know, in tight coverage because we all know Phillip is going to give him a shot. He's going he's yeah. to throw it, you know. It might be at his knees if that's what's best for him. You know, it might be one thing or another. But Phillip Rivers, if he has the chance, I mean, he was – he was stuck to like glue last game on one third down or second down, and Phil Burr still throwing the ball. He was like, I don't even care that he's covered. I'm just going to throw him the ball and see what happens. <laughs> and those two have that kind of trust together. So we're going to go on the defensive side now. We got our offensive blow predictions out there. Uh, so, John, I'm going to start with you first. Uh, defensive blow prediction, what do you think? Well, last time the Chargers played in London, they gave up 37 points and 409 yards. I'm going. I'm calling for a redemption. I'm going to say we hold the Titans to less than 200 yards and a shutout. Ah, you wow. stole some of my thunder. I love it. I was thinking possibly shutout too. I mean, they're coming off a shutout from the Ravens, so I mean that's something that might happen again. But. Daniel, what's your defensive bowl prediction, man? I was going to go under 200 yards, so he stole part of mine as well. Thanks a lot, John. <laughs> You're a really good friend. Uh, no, for my, for my defensive bowl prediction, I'm going to say that the Chargers get three interceptions in this game. The Titans do not have a good quarterback on that roster, so I'm not quite sure who it's going to be, but I think they have their best intercepting game of the year and get three picks. And, you know, this is bold prediction. So let's say one of them gets taken back to the house. Photos in the end zone. Can't stop them. The ref can't stop them, John, if they're already down there. Can't do it. <laughs> that's right. that, that's I cannot believe about. that referee stopped him, man. I could not believe that. Right when Desmond King got a second pick, he went running towards that sideline. The referee stood in front of him and stopped all of them. Yep, so they're like, all right, we'll take the picture right here. And must must have been Drew right, Carey. They all posed right in his face after that. They're like, all right, we'll just do yeah. it right in front of your face. Drew Carey must have been the referee. Oh, I love it. Uh, Val Hickey says, I said the defense will get three picks, so he agrees with you, Daniel. Oh, thanks, David Val Hickey, <laughs> cheater. <laughs> David said, <laughs> shut out. Uh, he also, David, uh, Val said, also says, David repredicted the same thing. All right, awesome. Uh, Clifford says, two sacks for Derwin James. I like that one a lot. Uh, Derwin James is really getting involved nice. in the – he's a nasty pass rusher. I mean, that, that guy is so talented. It is, it have is we not really, talked about Derwin really James scary. this show? If yeah, we have, no, we, we, we have, have to. If we haven't talked about Derwin James nearly enough this show, so for that we apologize. Derwin James is still the man and still a ridiculous player, and he should have been one of our bold predictions, even though he wasn't, because that man is a freak. That guy is a freak. That's what I'm saying. His swim move as a as a safety is filthy. It's better than some pass rushers that their sole job is to get after the quarterback. That's just it's just a glimpse of how ridiculously talented this guy is. And the Chargers are very very fortunate to have him at a very nice rate for the next couple of years. But uh, I love that uh, bold prediction there uh, from Val or excuse me, from Clifford Cabana, man, I really like that one, man. That was a good one. So my defensive ball prediction is going to go for, uh, going to be centered around Super Mel. That's Melvin Ingram. I think Melvin Ingram is going to eat in this game. I think uh, he's going to get three sacks, uh, and uh, he's he's going to be on fire on this one. I think uh, Melvin, uh, you know, once he gets one of them, I think he, he's like a shark, and he kind of smells that. 
blood in the water, and uh, that just brings his confidence up, and he keeps on going. So three sacks for Melvin Ingram. I am disappointed yeah, I like in you, that. David. I am disappointed. Wow. Disappointed. I thought for once you would have gone really bold and said Chargers go for the defensive record 13 sacks in one game. Ah, I thought about it. That's a good one. Jerry Bosa. Maybe with yeah, Jerry if Bosa, Bosa was there, I would definitely feel a little bit better. <laughs> but hey, that 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 this segment's always a, a lot of fun. And uh, let's go ahead and move forward from bold predictions into predictions. And uh, you know, we talked about this game in, in pretty good length and. You know, I think there's an ob- obvious discrepancy between these two teams, Daniel. So uh, what what are your thoughts on this one, just wrapping it up, and what do you think the score is going to be? Who's going to win? So if anyone watched last week, I was a nervous wreck come this time of the show. I, I thought I would be more nervous than I am, which almost makes me more nervous because I feel like they're going to win so much. <laughs> uh, this, is a, this is a typical letdown game for the Chargers, but so was last week. You know, the travel has been a concern, and they smoked the Bills and they smoked the Browns, both times going West Coast to East Coast, and both times with people kind of questioning, hey, how are they going to deal with being away that long? I think this is a yeah. classic letdown game right before the bye week. But I do think the Chargers pull it out. I do think it'll be an unusually low-scoring game for them. I think this might be their lowest-scoring game of the season. So I'm going to say that the Chargers win it. I think the Titans are sloppy. I think the Chargers win it 20-7. to 27, okay, I like that score. I mean, I can definitely see that because just because the pass defense for the Titans is pretty decent. John, uh, what's your prediction? What score? Who do you think is going to win? The last time the Chargers played in London, I'm on repeat right now. I'm going to keep going back to that game. The final score, Chargers 32, Saints 37. A shootout. I'm expecting the exact opposites of this. I'm expecting Chargers to just blow out not shootout. I'm going to go Chargers 33, Titans nothing. That is awesome. I love it. Hey, John picked a bold prediction that they were going to go for a shutout, and he just backed it up with his prediction. So I think the Chargers have way too much on offense uh, for this Titans defense. I mean, I know the Secondary is the strength of the team, but I think the Chargers are in such a groove right now with the, the play calling and, you know, the way the players are playing that they can go up and down the field on any on any defense, and I don't think that's going to change here in this one. Uh, I think the Chargers have enough to stop the running game, and they're going to try to make Marcus Meyer already beat them, and he's not going to be able to. He's been struggling mightily. Uh, the Chargers are going to harass him. I know I might sound like a, a broken record from last week, but I truly believe – the Chargers are going to abuse Marcus Mariota in this one. So uh, I don't I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to win pretty big. I'm going to go 38-10 to 10 bolts. So uh, pretty big uh, score differential. I just I – just, I think the, these teams are going in two opposite directions. So I think the Chargers are going to go win strong and go into the bye week at 5-2. and two. Well, that does it for today's show. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to go like other Locked On pages if you are into fantasy football or have a friend that likes another team. The Locked On Podcasting Network, 
has a show for you, even NBA teams and college teams now. So make sure you go check out other shows on the network too. There's a bunch of great shows out there right now, guys. But thanks for listening to ours. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. We can be found there. And we also have an extra additional show for you guys this week coming out tomorrow morning, our fifth show of the week. So that will be our first Friday show. And we have a couple big things to talk about and a couple new segments we're going to debut. So make sure to check in with that. Take it easy, guys. We will talk to you tomorrow and go bold.